0: Bitcoin is the greatest form of money to ever exist. In today's show, we're going to be discussing Bitcoin price reacting as 3.7% CPI sees an inflation jump beyond forecasts. and breaking news just in, U.S. Congressman Tom Emmer says CBDC is a surveillance tool that can be weaponized to oppress the American way of life. That's right. CBDC is slavery and Bitcoin is freedom. And quoting the high priest of Bitcoin, Max Kaiser, saving El Salvador and Argentina from the central banks by introducing a Bitcoin standard will ultimately help Americans who have the same problem of a free-falling currency just delayed a bit. He also says it's not enough for a country to make Bitcoin legal tender. It must do also, what El Salvador has done, erect impenetrable barriers of entry, stopping the ishcoins. coins The Citadel needs protection. This is the message we'll be taking to Argentina preach. Also in today's show, Coinbase founder Brian Armstrong reveals a plan to integrate the Bitcoin Lightning Network. Let's get it. Also in today's show, Gemini Earn users could recover all their funds in the new DCG remunerization scheme. We'll also be discussing Gary Gensler, the chairman of the SEC, confirms the SEC's use of artificial intelligence for financial surveillance. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin bull market well intact despite the recent correction, according to crypto analysts who called the May 2021 Crypto Crash. We're talking about Dave the Wave. We'll also be discussing Bitcoin payments app strike, expanding to more than 65 countries from three, including Mexico, as well as Jack Mahler's discussing the Bitcoin price beating hyperinflation and soaring to a million dollars plus per coin. All this plus so much more in today's show. (laughs) Net. How's everyone doing today? Did you know this is podcast episode number 1400, which is a major milestone. I'm your host, JV, and today is September 13th, 2023. Let's kick off today's show with our market watch as we do each and every day. Hallelujah, we're still in the green. is holding strong as we're currently trading at 26, 165, we also have ether, which just hit back above $1,600. And checking out coin market cap, Dot com. As you can see right here, we're currently sitting just above that trillion-dollar milestone with about $28 billion in volume in the past 24 hours, with the Bitcoin dominance on the rise at 49.1%, with the Ether dominance pretty stagnant at 18.5%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours, we got Compound up 6%, trading just under 40 bucks. followed by ThorChain up 5%, trading at $1.58, followed by Maker up 4%, trading at $1,160, and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week here on Crypto Bubbles, you can see the majority of the market is in the green, which we love to see. We have COS up 6, I'm sorry, 12.4%, along with COMP up 6.6%. And checking out the Crypto greed and Fear Index, currently rated a 41, which is fear. Yesterday was as low as a 30, with last week a 42, and last month a 50, which is neutral. So there you have it. How many of you are taking advantage of this recent dip and dollar cost averaging your position? let me know. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Bitcoin price action does next. So let's dive right into our Bitcoin technical analysis without any further ado. And welcome to y'all just joining us. Make sure to say hello in that live chat as I'll be reading everyone's comments out loud at the end of the show. So as you can see here in this chart, Bitcoin saw snap volatility on September 13th as US macroeconomic data showed inflation beating expectations. That's right, which you can see here in the Bitcoin one hour candle chart. Now data from Cointelegraph and TradingView followed Bitcoin price action as it threatened it's a fresh loss of that 26000 level. The CPI print for August came in at 3.7% year-on-year, which is 0.1% higher, which then was forecasted, uh, quoting them here, the index for gasoline was the largest contributor to the monthly all-items increase, accounting for over half of the increase as part of the official press release from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. They also say, also contributing to the August monthly increase was continued advancement in the shelter index which rose for the 40th consecutive month. Now, earlier on the day, the crypto market participants had warned that a hot CPI reading would pressure the market as it would imply that inflation remained more stubborn than many hoped for. This in turn could have implications for how restrictive economic policy remains in the future. And uh, quoting uh, Crypto Nuovo here, I think in the next CPI, we see 4% plus with the gasoline prices going up this fast. He also says inflation is still a problem and a big problem in this second half of the year. Now, CPI was already a forecast to beat its July year-on-year figure, with August at 3.6% versus the previous 3.2%. And prior to the release, we had Keith Allen, the co-founder of Material Indicators, who was optimistic about the week's Bitcoin price momentum holding out. Quoting him here, the strength of Bitcoin momentum has faded a bit since yesterday, but so far it's still strong enough to hold on to most of what was reclaimed after the bounce. He also reiterated that lots of technical resistance remained above the current spot price range. This come in in the form of multiple daily moving averages. Now with the Wall Street open still to come, volatility was in play with Bitcoin lacking a clear trend at the time of this uh, being published. This accompanying snapshot, uh, sh- shot, as you can see here, shows you the Bitcoin order book on the largest global exchange Exchange, Binance showing only modest liquidity surrounding the spot price, with more bids currently parked at $25,000. So there you have it. How do you think this is likely to play out for the crypto market? Do you think 26 will hold strong and will continue marching upwards, onwards, or do you think we're likely to drop back down and retest that $25,000 critical support? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And now let's actually uh, break down some of these tweets. Breaking news coming from Tom Emmer, U.S. Congress. Congressman. He says that CBDC, central bank digital currencies, is a surveillance tool that can be weaponized to oppress the American way of life, which he reveals in this new speech. I think he hit the nail on the head. We all know that as Bitcoiners, right? Because we know CBDCs are slavery by the central bankers, while Bitcoin is the antidote to that. That's why we say Bitcoin is freedom. And Max had some wise words to share as well. He wrote, saving El Salvador and Argentina from central banks by introducing a Bitcoin standard will ultimately help Americans who have the same problem of a free falling currency, just delayed a bit, preach. He also says it's not enough for a country to make Bitcoin a legal tender. It must also do what El Salvador has done, erect impenetrable barriers of entry, stopping all the ish coins. The Citadel needs protection. And this is the message we'll be taking to Argentina. So there you have it. Massive shout out to the high priest of Bitcoin, the one and only Max Kaiser. Now let's discuss the Bitcoin lightning network, which is a layer two, which makes Bitcoin Uh, Transactions, seamless, virtually instant, and for a fraction of the cost if you were to send it on the main network. Because guess what? Coinbase, the largest exchange in the United States, has been talking about this and entertaining the idea. And now we got some more uh, insights regarding the plans coming directly from their CEO, Brian Armstrong. So let's break this down. And how many of you have used Coinbase before as a crypto exchange? Let me know in the chat. Chat, I appreciate it. Brian Armstrong has disclosed that the Lightning Network is coming to Coinbase. Well, that's for and go. What are we waiting for? The news follows Armstrong being asked about the second layer tech on Twitter when the Block CEO Jack Dorsey questioned him, why do you continue to ignore Bitcoin and Lightning? I think that's a valid question. Now, what crypto is a better money transmission protocol and why? Dorsey asked. And at the time, Armstrong responded and noted that his firm was looking into adding the Lightning Network and further stressed that Coinbase is not ignoring Bitcoin. Here's what Brian Armstrong had to share in response. Not sure why you think we are ignoring Bitcoin. We have onboarded more people to Bitcoin than probably any company in the world. Now, on September 12th, which was yesterday, Armstrong explained that the Lightning Network was coming to Coinbase soon enough. Quitting him here, the team did a great job digging into this, and we have made the decision to integrate Lightning, he said, on Social Platform X. He also said Bitcoin is the most important asset in crypto, and so we're excited to do our part to enable faster and cheaper Bitcoin transactions, which will take some time to integrate. So please be patient. I mean, you got all the money and the resources in the world does it really got to take that long just saying just speaking out loud at the same time thinking out loud the lightning network has been dealing with a great deal of criticism over the last few months for instance the lightning network is still considered beta software in 2023 and it's been out for more than seven years can't make this stuff up, folks. Some people believe the Lightning Network will never scale, and some businesses have dropped support for the second layer altogether, which makes no sense to me. Despite the critiques, Lightning Network supporters believe that the second layer will be integral to scaling Bitcoin to the masses. In July of 2023 this year, the Lightning Network's capacity reached a new all-time high, but since then dropped more than 12% from the peak. So there you have it. How many of you have ever used the Bitcoin Lightning Network uh, before? And don't you feel it's inevitable? All the major exchanges should be uh, incorporating it. It would make the expenses and fees go down on the exchange if you're looking to move your crypto off the exchange and maybe onto a private wallet, et cetera. So to me, it only makes sense unless they want to keep the fees high to ultimately extract more money out of your pockets. What are your thoughts? And when do you feel that Coinbase will likely activate the Bitcoin second layer protocol? We know. Lightning network. Let me know your thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's break down our next story of the day. And that's the latest coming from Gemini Earn and the digital currency group. How many of you were impacted as a result of the Gemini Earn program? As you know, there is a lawsuit currently going on. There's shenanigans with the SEC. And ultimately, everyone got their funds frozen and lost out because the regulators seem to be targeting yearn programs, which is very unfortunate. But here's the latest of what's going on with this ongoing saga. Digital Currency Group, better known as DCG, proposed a new agreement plan for the creditors of the now bankrupt Genesis Global that would also see the Gemini Earn users recover nearly all of their claims. So in a new filing, September 13th, which is today, DCG outlined the plan that estimates unsecured creditors a 70 to 90% recovery with a meaningful portion of the recovery in digital currencies. And in addition, the remunerization plan says the recovery of claims for Gemini earned users would be projected at approximately 95 to 110% without any contribution from Gemini. Here's what the firm stated in their most recent filing. If Gemini were to agree to provide $100 million to the Gemini earned users under the proposed agreement as it previously did, there would be little doubt that Gemini earned users would receive more than full recovery. I mean, more than full recovery. Sounds fantastic. Send it, right? Gemini Earn was a service implemented by the crypto exchange Gemini, which is backed by the Winklevoss twins. They're the owners. With financing from Genesis, users were then affected by Genesis's bankruptcy protection filing and withdrawal freeze. Genesis's initial bankruptcy filing occurred in January of this year after the withdrawal suspension, which had a domino effect of a massive liquidity crisis back in November of 2022. And reportedly, the company owed over three Three and a half freaking million dollars to its creditors, which included Gemini. It is the second agreement in principle submitted to the case. The previous uh, proposal from DCG filed on August 29th offered the DCG equity. And a day after the first proposal was submitted, the Genesis lenders called the agreement wholly insufficient. And in an update, the lenders claim that the debtors, along with Genesis unsecured creditors, are unwilling to comply with their fiduciary obligations to maximize creditor. Recoveries A week later, Genesis opened a lawsuit against its parent company, DCG, and its other affiliate, DCG Investments, on September 6th for defaulted loans worth around $600 million. Now, we all know Barry Silbert is at the head of DCG and Genesis, and also the owner of the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust product, which currently custodies over 600,000 BTC. So keep that in mind too, fam. On September 5th, Genesis Global Trading announced its plans to eliminate its crypto spot trading service starting from September 18th. So how do you feel this is likely to play out for the investors? Do you think they'll receive all or maybe even more than all of their funds back? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. I just hope they make the right decisions and do what benefits the investors the most, not what benefits the SEC or the regulators or the exchanges at the end of the day. And with that being shared, welcome to y'all just joining in. What's new, what's popping, what's good chat? What are you most looking forward to in crypto this week, as we're already halfway through the week. It is hump day after all. Wednesday, fam. Let's now dive into our latest regarding Gary Gensler, the chairman of the SEC, along with him using artificial intelligence for surveillance agreements, which is, I don't know. this. I don't know how I feel about this. So let's break it down. United States SEC, Uh, Mr. Gensler testified yesterday, September 12th, in a Senate oversight hearing that his agency was currently using artificial intelligence technologies to monitoring the financial sector for signs of fraud and manipulation. Gensler gave a public speech before the National Press Club on July 17th, which I'm sure many of you watched. And, uh, yeah, uh, he laid out the case for integrating AI tech into the SEC surveillance scheme. But until now, the agency's explicit use of the tech hadn't been made. Public knowledge. When asked by Senator Catherine Cortez, Masto though, how he envisioned the SEC using AI, here's what Mr. Gensler had to share. So we already do in some market surveillance and enforcement actions to look for patterns in the market. It's one of the reasons why we've asked Congress for greater funding this year in 2024 to help build our technology budget for the emerging technologies. Now, while it shouldn't come as a surprise to note that the SEC is utilizing AI tech during the normal course of its operations, it is somewhat surprising that the agency hasn't issued a formal public declaration detailing its use. However, it's worth noting that aside from the requirement to report cybersecurity incidents signed into law by Mr. President Biden. I hate even saying this guy's name. In March of 2022, there don't appear to be any legal requirements in the U.S. for agencies to publicly report the internal use of new tech. And based on the description given by Gensler himself, it's unclear exactly what form of AI the agency is using. However, the SEC filed numerous analysis reports on the use of AI and algorithmic trading by actors within financial markets. It would make sense for the agency to similarly employ machine learning algorithms capable of partiality large amounts of information for uh, I guess autonomous data so there you have it fam what are your thoughts surrounding the SEC using AI to you know run their you know monitoring oversighting scheme as crypto choke point 2.0 continues let me know your honest thoughts fam I already know how I feel I'm not a huge fan of uh, crypto regulation because I feel the regulators uh, they claim to have the investors best interests at heart but I think they have their you know central bank and the people behind them that put them in power is best financial interest at heart. And to me, it couldn't be any more clear. But let me know what you think, uh, chat, and I'll be reading your comments out loud towards the end of the show. Now let's discuss that the Bitcoin bull market is still intact, according to top crypto analyst Dave the Wave. Then we'll be discussing the latest regarding uh, Bitcoin payment app service, Strike, as well as their CEO Jack Mahler's forecasting a million dollar plus Bitcoin price action. Then we'll dip into our live Q&A. But first, yeah, let's discuss uh, the crypto market still being intact. Popular analyst says the Bitcoin path towards a massive bull cycle remains intact, despite the current market correction. Synonymous analyst Dave The Wave tells his followers on X the Bitcoin appears to be in the midst of a consolidation period after rallying by about 100% from its November 2022 bottom. That's right. I believe the bottom is in at roughly 15,700 chat. The trader also says that the widely uh, or weekly logarithmic moving average convergence divergence, known as the LMACD indicator, is still a above the zero line, which had historically acted as a support for BTC. The LMACD indicator is designed to signal chases in an asset's trend, strength, and momentum. Typically, an asset is seen as bullish once it crosses this LMACD zero line. Quoting the analyst here, technically, not panic stations, but plain sailing. Number one, a consolidation of this year's move up. Number two, this year's move up near as long as the move down from the peak to low, Low hodling. And number three, weekly LMACD consolidating to the zero line, still in the buy zone for investors, as outlined here in this chart. And according to the trader, the indicators are not changing the broader case for a bull cycle, even though the market sentiment appears to have been flipping bearish. Quoting him again, you can listen to the scaremongers who play on the popular sentiment, or you can keep your eye on the rational technicals, I'd much rather keep my eye on the prize, which is the rational technicals, personally. But what are your thoughts, chat? The analyst also says that the current Bitcoin correction is nothing out of the ordinary, considering Bitcoin's strong rally earlier in the year, quitting him again. If people stop to consider that the Bitcoin price retraced a full 50% of its decline from the peak, then they wouldn't be too surprised to see consolidation here. He makes a great point, because the all-time high is 69000 and currently we're sitting just above 26000 So looking at this chart, which you can see here in your screen, he appears to predict that the current correction can push the Bitcoin to the 50% Fibonacci level, which is around $23,000, which is $3,000 south From the current price action, the trader previously predicted that the king crypto will revisit its all-time high at around 69,000 sometime next year, followed by a deep corrective move to below 59 G's. So he's saying in 2024, expect Bitcoin to break out to a new all-time high, then to retest and go back down to 50,000. What are your thoughts, fam? Let me know if you agree or disagree with the crypto analyst Dave the Wave. I personally. Feel that the Bitcoin price is likely to break out to a new all time high sometime in 2024 as well. And I think by 2025, we've reached the cycle peak for this particular new bull cycle, which I'm anticipating a multiple six figure price action. But what's your thoughts, chat? Let me know your predictions. I'll be reading them out loud here in just a little bit. Now, let's discuss the latest and greatest coming from Jack Mullers, the Strike CEO, along with his $1 million Bitcoin price prediction. This was news a few months back when. Bitcoin payments app strike expanded to more than 65 countries from just three, helping in to usher in mass Adoption. That's right. The Strike app, as we know, uses the Bitcoin Lightning Network, a secondary network for cheaper and faster Bitcoin transactions to offer global payments and cross-border money transfer services. The app now sports a brand new user interface. How many of you are currently using Strike fam? Let me know. Strike says the expansion will increase its total addressable market to almost 3 billion people. That's like roughly half the population of the entire world. So that's a pretty big deal. Massive kudos to Jack Maulers for doing this. Quoting them here, our end goal is to address the seven to eight billion people in every single country, said Manuela Rios, strikes vice president of the product. In a new interview, Rios says the app's user new interface will feature a seamless onboarding experience, something she said the company has been working on for years. Quoting her again, if you're in the United States, the apps are gorgeous. There is a really high bar for the for their uh, design. But unfortunately, that's not the case when you download the apps abroad. So just FYI. And then a little bit later, maybe a month or two later, they expanded their Send Globally payment service to Mexico. Now, anyone in Mexico tuned into the show, let me know. I got a lot of love from Mexico. That's right. Strike a money app for fast, safe payments. And Bitcoin announced the expansion of Send Globally to Mexico, bringing its revolutionary payment services to the largest market for remittances from the United States. Check this out. Mexico, Recovered or received a, re- a record $60 billion in remittances from the US alone, making up around 95% of total remittances abroad. Sending a payment from the US to Mexico cost an average of 4.5% of the transaction value. That is absolutely ludicrous. So, can you see this as a disruption technology? 100%? Quitting them here. Cross border payments from the US to Mexico have reached. uh, Where'd we go here? Uh, I got lost here on the site. Okay, here we are, okay. (laughs) From Mexico, reached unprecedented levels, serving as a lifeline for millions of people, said uh, Jack Mullers, however, Existing payment services are costly and ineffective and inefficient, making them inaccessible to many. At Strike, everyone should have access to better payments and financial stability. We're excited to bring fast, low-cost cross-border payments via the Lightning Network to Mexico, enabling more people to send more money home. So when using Send globally, the dollars are converted, here's how it works, into Bitcoin and sent via the Lightning Network to a third-party partner. That partner converts the Bitcoin into the local currency, sent directly to the recipient's local account such as their bank account. Now in Mexico, Strike partnered with Relampago to enable the transfers from U.S. dollars received as local currency directly into a recipient's bank account. Quitting them here, Relampago is a proud partner with Strike to revolutionize money transfers from the US to Mexico, the world's largest cross-border payments corridor, he said, and by harnessing the Lightning Network, we enable instant, low-cost cross-border payments that are transforming the financial landscape for millions of Latin America and individuals. And since launching the feature in December of last year, Strike quickly expanded Sen globally to over a dozen countries, and now I believe it's over 30 countries, including the Philippines, Vietnam, Nigeria, and now Mexico amongst the top 10 largest cross-border markets. So there you have it. Real talk, fam. If you have the option to use a app, which is available on anyone's smartphone, and you can send and receive funds virtually for free instantaneously using Bitcoin, the monetary network, and any currency, send, receive, or swap, et cetera, without any downside, would you choose that? Or would you want to use Western Union or MoneyGram and go pay 20% to send some funds back to your friends or family? It makes no sense to And that's why this disruptive technology with Bitcoin and Lightning Network will continue to take over the world. It's only a matter of time. Now, we discussed the tech. Now, let's dive more deeper into Jack Mahler's $1 million price uh, prediction and break this down, shall we? Now, he did an interview and he discussed Bitcoin beating hyperinflation, speaking on CNBC's Power Lunch with Kelly Evans, the Strike CEO, discussed the role of Bitcoin in the ongoing banking crisis. And Mahler says he is convinced the Bitcoin price will hit a million dollars plus fueled by global hyperinflation. Moreover, Mueller's reiterated the fact that there would only be 21 million Bitcoins despite the increased demand. And I actually transcribed this interview. I'm going to be reading it to you for a moment, but I also want to quote him uh, here. My overall opinion is that the name of the game is to accumulate as much Bitcoin as possible. The altcoins are interesting, but a lot more speculative. I use them to accumulate more BTC. And now for the uh, transcribe. I did myself the transcription from that interview. Here's what Jack Muller's had to say. Very powerful words. Check it out. If silver is going to 1000X, I will walk into my kitchen right now and I will melt all my silverware and I will sell it at market. And if gold is going to rally, Elon Musk will find more on Mars. This is a super important point. Bitcoin is the only monetary instrument in the history of our species that is fixed facts. It does not matter how much more demand comes into the asset class. No one will ever be able to make more of it. There are two things that I can guarantee you in my life. Number one, that I'll die. And number two, there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin. And those are the two things that I could only value. It's my life and my Bitcoin. So it is the only fixed supply asset. It's not that complicated. It's going to go up because everything else can be issued more Preach. The only thing that is clear to us and clear to our customers is that you cannot not hold and save in dollars anymore tell them. I think there is going to be a new era of the U.S. dollar where inflation will enter and normalize 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 percent. The days of 2 percent in inflation are over. The Fed really blew this thing up. I mean, he's preaching facts here, fam. You can call it inflation because the CPI is a load of nonsense, right? Like the government is going to tell me how the dollar is inflating based on a basket of instruments like my Netflix subscription or my Caesar salad doesn't actually tell me how well the dollar is doing or how much is being devalued. Miami real estate does, Bitcoin does. Bitcoin is up over 50% this year. You're telling me the dollar isn't inflating? You're out of your mind. I am not listening to that. The Fed and the whole monetary system is based on trust, and they constantly, they constantly break that trust. It would be the equivalent to there is a fire outside of my house. I smell the smoke, and someone tells me, no, 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 it's just a bunch of teenagers putting on a bonfire. Okay, but I hear a police siren. Are you sure it's a bonfire? Yeah, yeah, it's a bonfire. Now I hear 10 sirens, then 100 sirens, Now my whole community is running outside. I'm not going to get up and look outside the window and see what's going on. I don't believe them for a second. You have to be absolutely crazy to believe the Federal Reserve right now. They are full of it, and I don't have to because... I own Bitcoin. There is no one that can deflate my instrument. I get to hold it, save in it. I know the monetary policy. And I sleep like a baby, like the baby face that I am. I think you are crazy to believe the Fed and these swap lines and treating these assets at par. It is a gimmick. It is a scam. So there you have it. Very powerful words coming from the strike CEO, Jack Maulers. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the fearless leader in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out cryptonewsalerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hoddle.